And welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast. Today is Thursday, December 28th. Guys, it's the last podcast of the year because we're taking a little time off with family tomorrow and over the weekend, of course, and who knows how hungover we'll be on uh, Monday. So let's uh, just take a break here. 2017, Tom, what thoughts do you have on 2017? Not just on the podcast, on life in general. <laughs> life in general. Don't get me started oh, on that. Yeah, Let's just let's stick to keep it to sports. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a great year. Certainly, uh, a lot of fun. Baseball was was tremendous. Had a great World Series. Uh, football. It's been a, it's been a fun, interesting season. I, I, the disappointing thing is all the key injuries. I hope we don't go through that again anytime soon in football. But yeah, I mean it's great. I mean we're we're paying off. We're going to be paying off all our prize winners in the FFC next week and getting a lot of money into accounts a lot of big victories we can talk about jeff dawson and scott kelly the great year they had it's just it's it's fun to see so much success i mean i enjoy seeing that i enjoy seeing the great races and it's been a great year both all, all sports football basketball baseball for us yeah Derek, what stands out for you on 2017 well, I think I echo a lot of Tom's sentiments there, just based on on the fantasy side of things. As a as a Minnesota guy that you that you know I am, it's it's nice to see all our teams back in contention. Twins are back yeah. in relevance. Obviously, the Vikings a lot of success this year. Even the Timberwolves are uh, relevant again, looking like a, a possible playoff contender. So, uh, just a, a fun 2017. I really got on board with you guys this year. Had I've just enjoyed the enjoyed the year thoroughly uh, doing the podcast with you guys and. Uh, just as much off the air stuff as as on the air for sure, and uh, just yeah, excited to go into 2018. I'm pumped about the the hockey game you, you guys allowed me to create, and we'll have more on that as we move forward. But uh, you guys know I'm a big hockey nut, so I'm I'm super excited about getting that put into our uh, our games. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. Uh, we're glad to have you on the staff here. The three of us make a good team. I think we're going to take this thing to new heights this year, and we're glad to have you in New York as well, in Vegas, for baseball and football. We're going to continue that trend going forward as well. What stands out for me in 2017, a couple of things. I said it last night on our Sirius XM show, the rookies. The way the rookies just came in and made such a splash and became so big in fantasy. You know, obviously in baseball, Aaron Judge, unbelievable year. Cody Bellinger, what an unbelievable year. But so many rookies just stepping right in and getting the job done. Look at football. All those rookie running backs just stepping in and now next year they're going to be first-round picks. So that really stands out. Basketball, we're seeing it as well. You know, Ben Simmons, not technically a rookie. Well, he is a rookie, but last year he was hurt all year. Doing great, looking like a seasoned pro. So I just love that fact. From our standpoint, 2017 was just so great because what a transition to go from stats to Sports Hub. And yet we had stats run the back end. Yet we took sign-ups on the Sports Hub for football. I mean, it actually was smooth. Uh, a lot better than I would have expected in 2018. It's all on Sports Hub technology. It's all going to be done with us. 
We end with stats after basketball, football after the postseason contest. But, man, I just think the transition has been as smooth as could be. Sure, we could have done things better, but we're going to make them even better in 2018. So that's what stands out for me. And what some great champions. Chris Fessler in baseball. Man, two teams in the top five of the main event. you got to give them that. Look at football. Jeff Dawson and Scott Kelly winning the online championship and the classic. We've had some fantastic performances, and I'm really looking forward to 2018. All right? So that's what we got. Let's have a beer. Somebody pop one open here. Let's have a beer. I don't have those sound effects that she has. I don't have those. Oh, aren't they fantastic? It makes you just want to drink a beer. Tom, we should drink a beer during that segment. Yeah, good one. Uh, Keep it quiet. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, we drink a beer during that segment. We we're drinking. I, we're drinking a beer the whole second hour of the show. Ah, it's great. We got to loosen up. We have a lot of fun on that show. Cheese a great. Uh, Congrats to you guys on that, by the way. That's six years strong, right? Isn't that the six-year anniversary? Absolutely. You know, we started in January of 2012. Okay. We did our first show out in uh, Las Vegas at the Mirage. We we're at the Mirage. Yeah. In fact. We had to have a signed contract from yeah. Stats before going on, and honest to God, the contract got signed two minutes before we were on the air. In fact, they had a backup group ready to go if we weren't able to get that signed. That's how crazy it was. But uh, you know what? It's been a lot of fun with all the ADPs we have and everything. I mean, think about it. Six years, 52 weeks a year. That's over 300 shows we've done, Tom. What do you think of that, huh? 300 shows. Yeah, I saw you tweet that out. I don't know if you tweeted it out last night or this morning, but uh, yeah, I, I hadn't realized it had been that many shows. I, I know we've been doing it for a while. It's it's a lot of fun, but yeah, three hundred shows. That's we need we need to do something. We need to have. I know the some of the other shows on the channel do anniversary shows and things like that. We need to celebrate three hundred. That's a heck of an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's I mean, been a lot of fun. To, we need to figure that out. Yeah, we we've always said we wanted to make our players the stars so we bring on the players we want people to know who sean childs is who jeff dawson is who lindy is you know we get uh, nick cassavetes on sometimes uh, we get james roday on sometimes it's great to have these guys on but uh, they're the stars we just run these games and thankfully we pay them each time but it, it, it's great Derek, did we ever have you on when you were a player not as a player, nope. Just made my debut this this past season here on, on a lot of the football uh, stuff. So That just means you must not have won anything in our contest of note. Is that wow. the case? Yeah, it's uh, probably, was... probably the biggest case. Other than that, I was just avoiding you guys as much as I could for a while, I think. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, you think that's fair? I don't think yeah, I got. I'm fine with that. Hey, yesterday we announced that the player accounts are on the NFFC site. Obviously, people are getting their prize money in there. They're taking it out. Uh, we've had a lot of people claim their prize already and get checks out in the mail this week. Uh, but, Derek, we also announced the 1099s uh, being changed this year. And, boy, did people like that. And we like it, too, because we're, we're reporting it now to the IRS. Net all your entry fees and your prizes that you won in that calendar year just so everybody knows everything you spent with us in 2017 is being reported everything that you've won in 2017 so it's been well received and i'm really glad we we're able to do that i know you feel the same way as an accountant right Derek? absolutely nothing but positive response from the group and, and again we it's it's too bad it wasn't always this way, but again, like I said yesterday, we had to make sure we felt comfortable, didn't want to get in trouble as a company, didn't want people to get in trouble as, you know, sending them incorrect 1099s. Again, we've yep. now gotten over that uh, 
landfall, if you will, and we, we are 100% confident in what we're doing now is correct, and we are basically the same as every other large company, and as a, you know, person on the personal side, I had always done my taxes that way, because that's the way I felt uh, I could defend it if I ever got audited, worst case scenario, but uh, again, now we're doing it that way, and that's, that's the way I feel it should be done, and everyone across the industry is going to be very, very happy about that. Absolutely. One of the guys receiving a big check pretty soon is Jeff Dawson. Tom, we had him on our show last night. Jeff Dawson, Scott Kelly won the Classic and the Online Championship. He was fantastic on the show. Talked about his strategy. He targeted Gurley no matter where he was drafting. He targeted DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so... And then he targeted Kamara. He had him on those teams. And, I mean, that's a strategy. That's something else. That's awesome. And uh, he was very complimentary to the NFFC, too. Jeff, we owe you a beer in, in Las Vegas, even though we know you're buying us $200,000 <laughs> worth of Coronas. Uh, yeah. We're going to buy you one back in Las Vegas, right? He was great, though, last night. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's been with us in, in all contests for a number of years. Uh, came in with Sean Child. Uh, and a great guy, great player. And, and to see that kind of a scene season it's it's incredible i mean it, it, we know how difficult it is and Derek can speak to this because he played in the contest it's tough enough to win a league title yep in fantasy sports to win a national contest that's even more incredible and then to win two in one year i mean it's obviously you know lindy hinkleman's done it in baseball but that's a that's an amazing accomplishment and we may not see anyone do it again so to those guys all of our league winners all of our prize winners but yeah to jeff and scott in particular for what they did that's that's rarefied air folks all right enough of jeff dawson let's talk about winning two in a row ourselves us yeah. talking about us right now so we're the fsta football champions and now already they're getting out the draft order for the baseball draft which is going to be in los angeles on monday uh, January 22nd. The three of us are teaming up for this one. We need three heads in baseball because our heads go wild when it, July comes around. So we need three of us. All right. So we were picked 11th. Guys are choosing their KDS right now. Ray Flowers went down to 12. So it looks like we might be at 10, maybe 9. Derek, do you like that area for baseball? What, what are you thinking? I'm fine with that area. Like I mentioned uh, kind of off the air in my email that I want to move up as far as I can this year. I do yeah. feel like uh, in the third round there is kind of a, a small cliff there uh, in terms of guys I think that can be just monsters. So, the, you know, without third round reverse in baseball like we have for football, yeah. uh, I, I believe you want to be, at least my preference is to be up far as I can in the first round, which means I'm drafting in the same spot in the third round because I don't want to I I want to hit that uh, those guys before I feel there's that that fall off and, I, and and again I think there's a lot of talent in the first you know it's around 37 38 guys so uh, to me I, I want to be up front and so the more people that move back for us I think that's our strategy yeah, and these industry guys don't take starting pitchers, so a lot of those guys are going to drop down further than they would in an NFBC draft. This is a 14-team league this year. The last couple of years, it's been 13 teams. Charlie Wiegert runs this. We love Charlie. He's part of the Sports Hub family. But who the hell runs a 13-team league? First of all, it's unlucky. Secondly, it makes no damn sense. 13 teams, so we're 14 now, so I kind of like that. It's very similar to NFBC. Uh, we'll use our ADPs because our guys know who they're targeting, but that should be a lot of fun. We'll talk more about that later on, but I just wanted to throw that out there because we're going for two, baby. Yeah, we are. We're not going to... We're not going to take anything less than first this year. Who, right? who won last year? Was it Vlad and Charlie, or was it DVR? No, no, they, DVR. Were up there. 
Yep, they were up there the whole year. Okay. Vlad and Charlie, they finished second. But DVR, who took Kershaw in the first round, targeted a lot of pitching. That's a strategy that he's been using the last couple of years in labor. He used it in the earlier draft we had on the Rotowire magazine. So look for DVR to be going heavy and starting. So there you go, year. DVR. We're coming after you, buddy. Yeah, he's got the title. He didn't win football because List represented Rotowire. Well, no wonder they didn't win. List was representing them, not DVR. <laughs> Booty taking the first round again? Oh, yeah, J.H.I. J.H.I. Ninth overall. Does that look good now or not? Yeah, no. It did shit. <laughs> Top 20 didn't look good. Tried to tell people. And after that, we had cheese goes on the air. Greg, you and I spent the entire offseason imploring people not to take Jay Ajayi where he was being drafted. And what did she say he did? He took Jay Ajayi and he regretted it. We're like, weren't you even listening to us? First of all, he let off the show saying, thank bros. I listened to you and yeah. I won a couple of championships. You guys are the best. You're the best. And then he later on he goes, oh, I took Ajayi in the first round in that one play. Like, I thought you listened to us. Because if you listened to us, you never took Ajayi. Because nope. both of us have been off that train the last couple of years, yeah. for sure. So, all right, we're going to win that baseball FSTA title. Just telling everybody right now. All right, let's talk a little bit about Week 17. How about this? Seven 1 o'clock games, nine four twenty five games. They can't even stay here, the 4 o'clock ones. You know, like a 4.05 and a 4.15. No, all nine. The NFL can't even get that right when they got 16 <laughs> games on one day. Am I right or wrong, Tom? No, we, we talk every week. It seems like we're like, they play like 2, 3 o'clock, well, 3 o'clock Central Time. So they play two late window games or three late window games. We're like, man, put another one in there. So no. now it's like, okay, here you go. Every fucking game is at late window. What the hell, guys? Come on. Have, you're right. They can't Even when they give us more games in the late window, they can't do it right. Uh, nine, nine games. Really? We need nine of them? Yep. Well, that's what we got. So we've got football galore on, what is it, Sunday? Monday this week. No, right. sun, no Saturday, no Monday, just Sunday. No Sunday right. night. That's it. All right. Well, I don't play any Week 17 games, Tom. I know you don't ever play our Week 17 fantasy leagues. I don't do any of that. Derek, have you ever played in a fantasy league that ran all the way to Week 17? Um, no, we've always ended week 16. I guess I've yep. played in ESPN free leagues that have a two-week title game, so it's 16 and 17. Okay. But uh, no, no league I've ever created would do that. You just, you can't do that. We, we Actually, what we used to do, we used to have everyone just, uh, we would throw in like 50 bucks or something and just have a fun winner-take-all week 17, yeah. put your best lineup yep. together and do that. Yep, that's, that's exactly how you should do it if you want to play week 17. Decide the league winners, the, the prize winners after week 16, Everybody throw a little something into the pot, yep. play week 17, have some fun with it, but it should not impact who is your league champion and your league prize winners. Well, and we don't want to rip on Ray Flowers because we love Ray as well. We used to work with him at Fanball, but he is all over this. Fantasy football should be week 17. Should be all 17 weeks. That's your championship game. And, I mean, he's taking a little bit of abuse on Twitter. I haven't replied to him, but I totally disagree with him. There's no serious league could be playing a championship game in Week 17. Maybe a two-week, Week 16 set, but I can't even go for that. No. Tom, who's all the sitting out this week? Name the guys no. who are sitting out. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, first of all, Todd fucking Gurley's yeah. sitting out. That's a few points. Kareem Hunt is sitting out. That's a few points. Travis Kelsey's sitting out. That's a few points. I mean, if, if Carson Wentz hadn't gotten hurt, 
Carson Wentz would have been sitting out this week because the Eagles have nothing to play for. So the yeah. problem here with Ray's argument is he, he he responded to somebody on Twitter and says, well, why don't we just sit out week one, too, or not have week one count? And I'm like, you know what? If teams deliberately sat starters in week one, I would be in agreement. Week one shouldn't count either. But obviously, this is the only week of the season where teams are like, we're not going to play our starters. We're intentionally tanking the week which is what, I'm sorry, it's what Kansas City's doing, it's what the Rams are doing, and it's what the Eagles will probably do after about the first quarter. So if you have that, you can't incorporate that into your season-long content. You just can't. You're the, you should not, Todd Gurley owners should not be punished for having fucking Todd Gurley. <laughs> Kareem Hunt owners. It's a few years ago, remember Jamal Charles' great year? He sat out week 17 because the Chiefs had nothing to play for. Yeah. You can't do that. You shouldn't punish somebody for having great players on good or great teams. Yeah, I, I, I see no benefit of a week 17. I'm sorry. In fact, just take the week off, rest, and then get ready for the postseason contest because there's a lot of good ones out there. We have the best $100,000 grand prize. Check us out. Play the postseason contest this year. All right, let's look at a couple of games here on week 17 since we're going to try to wrap this up. Best game, maybe the only good game in my view, is Panthers at Falcons. Atlanta needs to win to get in the playoffs. Can they do it? Panthers have been playing pretty good. I just don't like this Falcons team this year. They just don't look like the same team at all. Certainly not the same offense. Tom, who are you targeting in that game? Well, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, I like Cam Newton a lot this week. Uh, I'd I go Olsen McCaffrey from the Panthers. I don't trust Devin Funches. I'm, I'm done with that. For Atlanta, Julio, obviously. Devonta Freeman is fumbling the ball yeah. way too much, yeah. but you got to start him. It's a tough matchup, but he's Devontae Freeman. The, the, the key guy here is it's a great matchup on paper for opposing quarterbacks. I would not trust Matt Ryan at all. I'm sorry. It's been a major disappointment. He's had great matchups before. He hasn't cashed in. I, I don't trust Matt Ryan at all. But on paper, it is a great matchup because that's how you attack the Panthers. You attack them through the air. You can't run on them. You can throw on them, though. Yeah, we've we've dealt with Matt Ryan long enough. We saw him last week, too. He's just disappointed. You know, the thing that disappoints me of that team is how they have so much trouble scoring in the red zone. You have Julio Jones. I don't know why that show. Last week, they couldn't get it in from the one-yard line. Uh, Freeman fumbled, but then the next possession, they still couldn't get it in after Julio Jones got called out at the half-inch line. You know, you know what? Hey, you know why they can't score? They don't throw the fucking ball to Julio in the red yeah, zone. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, know. good Lord, Pete. This game is not that hard. It just yeah. is not that damn hard sometimes. Yeah. Hey, Derek, pick a winner in that game. Panthers or Falcons? Who do you think for that one? Uh, you know, I think part, I mean, let's say the Vikings take care of business like they should in the early game. Doesn't give yeah. the, the Panthers a whole heck of a lot to play for at that point because they don't really control anything at that at, at that point. So Atlanta is playing for something like you just said. They win, yeah. they're in the playoffs. Uh, so I'm going to say the Vikings are going to take care of the Bears, so i actually going to go with Atlanta. I think I think uh, Carolina puts Cam and the guys out there, uh, maybe play a couple series uh, or a half and, and you know get some reps in, but at that point they kind of protect uh, protect themselves for the next week, and I think Atlanta probably probably comes away with a, you know, a, a small win there. Yeah, well, they, can win, they can still win the division. Yeah. Yeah, they can still win yeah. the division, but, the, well, I mean, they're playing, isn't New Orleans early game too? No, nope, New Orleans late game. 
That's why the NFL's doing this, so that all these division scenarios aren't impacted by the scoreboard. They're playing late. The Panthers can win the division. That's true. Well, they're playing the same time as Saints, right? Yeah, okay, in that case, they can, uh, but they can be scoreboard watching as well. If New Orleans gets way up on Tampa, you know, they can shut stuff down too. So another reason why that Week 17 fantasy is awful, because all these late games could be impacted by early games or games going at the same time. So not only guys that are not going to play at all, there's going to be guys that are only going to be playing until they no longer need to play. So, in other words, the Panthers are rooting for the Bears to beat the Vikings. Okay, I got that down. Good, got that. Well, they're yeah, I mean, they're, all, they're rooting for the Buccaneers, too, to yeah. beat the Saints, which probably won't happen, but they can move up. They, they still, that yeah. NFC South is not uh, decided yet. All right, we'll talk about that. Saints at Bucks. I mean, Saints are favored by a touchdown. They should win that game, but you never know. Bucks looked pretty good last week. What are you seeing in that game, Derek? Well, like I said, uh, New Orleans got to play. I mean, it's late game now. I, I thought that for yep. some reason I thought that game was early, but uh, no. So now they got to play. So at, the, at that point, I think you're taking New Orleans. I mean, unless the field gets all shitty down in Tampa Bay, um, New Orleans going to run all over them. I wouldn't, and probably throw all over them too. I just can't see Tampa with this whole Deshaun Jackson debacle yeah. again now. Just distracted. Tampa Bay is ready to go golfing or vacation or whatever it is those guys are going to do. So I have a hard time believing the Saints are going to find a way to lose this game. The last, the, last time, the last time they played, Alvin Kamara, 152 total yards, six receptions, and two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, let's see that again. Let's see it again. Let's talk about the Seahawks, then. They got something to play for as well. They could get in if the Falcons lose. Cardinals at Seahawks. Tom, is this Bruce Aaron's last game, and do they have anything left in the tank? Uh, yes and no. Um, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, if you're playing, obviously you play Larry Fitzgerald every week. He's been fantastic, but nobody else in Arizona offense does anything for me. Honestly, Russell Wilson's the only one on the Seattle offense I trust at this point. I don't trust Jimmy Graham anymore. I don't trust Doug Baldwin. You certainly don't want anything to do with the running game. So I think it's going to be a low scoring. This could be like a 13 to 10 game, but I do think the Seahawks win. Uh, I was impressed with their defense last week, but like you said, for them to get in, they have to not only win, but the Falcons have to lose, which I think could happen. I'm not, I'm not as down on Carolina as Derek is, so I think the Falcons could lose, but yeah, I'm not the Seahawks Arizona game for a game with playoff implications for at least one of the teams. That's kind of the one game I look at and I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah, the Seahawks, uh, Jimmy Graham could have another touchdown reception. Might be his only reception of the game. It was interesting. We had a beat writer for the Seahawks last night. He actually blamed Russell Wilson for Jimmy Graham not getting enough care, uh, touches. What do you think of that, Tom? I, I mean, it's, he it's says hard. he's open. He, he is open. I mean, but I, it's hard to blame Russell. I mean, he's he's doing everything he can back there, but they've got to figure out a way to get him the ball. I mean, if if it means putting that, you know, uh, iPad or whatever they use in front of Russell and saying, "Man, he's right there. Look, throw him the damn ball. Do something." But yeah, they're not using him well. I mean, he did he, he scored last week, but it was his only catch. I mean, this is a guy who should be catching five, six, seven balls every game. He did have a case yeah. of the drafties earlier this year, and, and when yeah. he was not. You know, around the end zone when they were hitting him, you know, midfield in between the twenties, he dropped a ton of passes. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I mean, the guy's wide open; you still got to throw him the ball. But uh, the, he did have some dropsies. At least they throw to him in the red zone and near the goal yeah. line, because that's the way to use yeah. him. Why other teams don't split out the tight end or split out Julio like that one on one? Just throw it up there, let him go get it. At least they use him well this year in that situation. Derek, I'm looking at these seven one o'clock games, and honestly. Cowboys-Eagles is the only one that of interest to me. I mean, you got Redskins-Giants, 
Jets, Patriots, Patriots should roll all over the Jets. Vikings, Bears at home, come on, Vikings will roll all over them. Packers, Lions, that does nothing for me. Lions will just kill the Packers. They got nothing with Brett Hundley, a quarterback. Texans, Colts, oh. draft spot they're playing for. How about Browns, Steelers? I mean, Steelers are favored by 11. They should win by two touchdowns there. Browns have a perfect season, 0-16, get a parade and all that other stuff. Seven games. Anything you see there that I should know about or learn about or like about? No, I think, as Tom mentioned, the NFL did this on purpose, moved all those essentially important games back. I mean, again, you mentioned Pittsburgh and the Vikings have some business to take care of, but uh, should be able to do that quite easily. And all the all these games are set for the, the 425 Eastern window. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot there. I mean, it makes, uh, I guess, if nothing else, it makes DFS an interesting uh Kind of yeah. gauntlet this week, trying to dodge who's going to play and whatnot. So other than that, there's uh, there's not a whole lot to look forward to there. Yeah, we'll push our daily lineup for the second uh, games because you got nine games to choose from. That actually could be a lot of fun to be drafting between one and four. Yeah, so, I'm actually going to turn those up. Those usually don't get turned on until you yeah. know after the first slate. I'm going to turn those on. Uh, actually, probably make a slate so you can draft that at any point. I'm going to turn those on tonight. I think so. I you looking so. for that? Yeah, definitely. Good call there. Tom, I want to talk about one other game in the afternoon, and that's Chiefs-Broncos, because we're going to see Patrick Mahomes. He's going against one of the best pass defenses at Denver. Uh, I'm interested. If he has a good game, I could see them, you know, trading Alex Smith next year and handing over the reins. Maybe they won't. Alex Smith has one more year left at $16.5 million, but I'd like to see this Chiefs offense with a young quarterback like that. What are you looking for out of that game? Yeah, the problem is he's going to be throwing, I don't know who he's going to be throwing the ball to. It won't be Tyreek Hill. It won't be Travis Kelsey. It won't be Kareem Hunt. They're all going to be sitting out. So I am interested to see how he plays. He gets a tough matchup, obviously. Denver's defense is still really good. But I I wish he had some weapons because then you could really kind of look at it and go, if he had success, you'd be like, holy cow, this is something. But, I mean, if he's throwing the ball to, like, Albert Wilson or something, it's like, oh, God, good luck with that, you know. But, yeah, it's interesting. It it could be a sign of of what we'll see in the future, maybe beginning as soon as next season. All right, let's end 2017 with a bold prediction. I suck at these all the time, so I might as well suck with my last one of 2017. So I'm throwing out Derrick Henry. I really think Derrick Henry is going to be time for the Derrick Henry show. DeMarco Murray's not going to play much, if at all, and I think this is a matchup where they're just going to give him the ball against the Jaguars. Hey, Jaguars' defense looked bad last week against the 49ers. Titans need this one. They're favored by three. Let's see what the former Heisman Trophy winner can do. Let's throw out Derrick Henry there. I think he's going to end up as a top 10, maybe even a top 5 back. Give him a little swing passes. Let's see somebody try to tackle him out in the open field there. So Derrick Henry's my last bold prediction of the year. Tom, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's going to be the number one quarterback in fantasy this week. He gets to play a team that isn't trying this week, the Rams. So he's he's red hot. He destroyed a really good defense last week in Jacksonville. I think he throws for over 325 and three touchdowns. He looks, I mean, I'm telling, we talked about this a little bit on the show last night on the Sirius show. He could be a top five fantasy QB next year. He He just looks terrific. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes next year. No doubt about that. All right, Derek, what do you got for us? I would also got a Derek Henry bold prediction. I like that. But let's say I'm going to go back to the well I went to, I don't know, it's probably six, seven weeks ago. Matthew Stafford going to end the year with a bullet. Four TD passes, uh, not playing the Steelers this time, playing a defense a little bit not quite as good in Green Bay. I'm going to say two of them actually go to Kenny Galladay. He's going to end the season like he started it. 
sandwich. Really would do that to us, huh? To end the year. Here we're just talking kumbaya. We all get along. This is great. You just gotta stab us to end 2017, huh? All right, that's the way it's gonna be. That's the way it's gonna be. Hey, we're going for draft spots, baby. Teddy loves higher draft spots. Right, Tom? We're gonna lose this week. Hey, I love that question last night. They asked us what we would do if we were the Packers president. Always wanted to be the president of the Packers. Fire Dom Campers. Fire Teddy. Get them all out of there. Let's start anew. What do you think? Yeah. No, you wanted to <laughs> have Ted resign. You don't want to embarrass him. I was like, fuck that nonsense. Fire this guy. I'm tired of this shit. There was a funny little I'm narrative sorry. going around Minnesota uh, after the uh, Vikings-Packers game. And, you know, some people are saying, well, they only scored 16 points against the depleted <laughs> Packers team, whatever. And basically the, the, the comeback was that Mike Zimmer is so far ahead in this that uh, he only wanted to score between, you know, uh, 13 and 17 points because they want to do everything they can to keep Don Capers as defensive coordinator for next year. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't want to run yeah. up the score on the Packers and have them get fired. That's what they were saying. Oh, and then Matthews, they played such good defense. Give me a break. I mean, it was the field conditions. It was the weather. 16 was a big number. Brett Hundley looks like shit. That's what Keenum wrong. looked. I'm sorry. Keenum looked bad. He looked bad. That was not a good showing by no. the Viking offense. And if he stinks to join up again this week against the Bears, now we got to start talking about Teddy Bridgewater and maybe Sam. Listen, Bryant. it was the first time he actually had played in. Suck it up, man! I know it, but that's fucking Thielen running wide. I mean, Thielen should should be still scoring that touchdown in Ashwaubenon. He was so was, wide open. As far as such a good quarterback in cold weather, he had big hands. Maybe not every quarterback can handle the, the cold weather like that. Yeah. So you yeah, don't have to worry man. about that. Hopefully, he doesn't have to worry about it, right? Yeah. Hopefully, we can yeah, play every because, game at home. Because they're wussies. It's gonna be dope. That's fucking balmy in Philadelphia when they go. Philly's play got. That. Philly ain't gonna win that first game. Sorry. All right. That's another prediction. You've got concerns in Minneapolis, my friend. Oh, we're Vikings fans. We've had concerns for 50-plus years, uh, baby. <laughs> you, got, you got bigger now, man. Your quarterback looked like shit against a horrible defense. That's it. I'm going to the Packer Hall of Fame and shine up those four Lombardi trophies this weekend. That'll make me feel better. So Now I know what's going to make me feel better this weekend. That's alcohol. So looking forward to that. Everybody, <laughs> enjoy time with friends and family and enjoy it. Enjoy it because 2017 has been a great year. 2018 is going to be our best year ever. 15th year of the NFBC and NFFC. Really looking forward to that for sure. So thanks, guys. Have a happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. We'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday we can talk about the playoff seedings and our postseason contest strategies, baby. I can't wait for that. Yeah, happy, new, happy new year, everybody.